Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey parents, I want to zero in on one specific way that I see highly sensitive children interacting with the world this week. Since being highly sensitive is characterized by a collection of temperament traits, and since there are other temperament traits at play in any person's overall temperament, there are many different ways that highly sensitive children can show up in the world. An introverted HSC comes across differently than an extroverted HSC, for example. And this is one of my favorite examples because historically, being highly sensitive has been lumped together with introversion or shyness. So when we see a child who's outgoing and very social and has big emotions that seem to come out of nowhere, it can be confusing. But in this episode, I want to talk about highly sensitive children who seem like they're behind their peers in a particular area, at least at first. But then they shock you with their sudden acquisition of the skills you thought they were lacking. I want to be clear, though, that I'm talking about kids who show no other signs of developmental delays. I'm not suggesting that you hold off on seeking an evaluation for your child if you're seeing anything that leads you or their teachers to believe that an evaluation would be in their best interest. All right, I'm 100% in favor of doing the evaluation always and gathering as much information and as many perspectives about what is going on for your child as possible. And it's worth noting that identifying your child in this podcast isn't actually a substitute for an evaluation. High sensitivity is not a diagnosis and any child can be highly sensitive and autistic or highly sensitive and have ADHD. Got me? Okay. So I'm not talking about kids who have a true developmental delay. I'm talking about kids who you might categorize as stubborn. Kids who fall into the won't not can't category when it comes to certain skills. Kids whose gifts might fly under the radar because it takes them a while to open up. I'm talking about the child who refuses to poop on the toilet, but asks for a pull-up rather than pooping in their underwear. I'm talking about the child who refuses to practice reading aloud and refuses to try writing independently, and then all of a sudden can read chapter books and write their own stories or the child who refuses to ride their bike without training wheels until they're absolutely certain they won't fall, even though they were great on a balance bike. I'm going to be honest here. I don't have a good reason for why this happens. I'm going to give you my theory, but the important thing to know is that it does happen. And when you see this happen with your child, it's an opportunity to trust that they're building their confidence. Trust that they will do it when they're ready. They don't need you to throw them into the deep end of the swimming pool, literally or figuratively, 
they don't need you to force them to practice. If you want to help build up their confidence, focus on an area that feels less vulnerable to them, an area where they're already making great strides, and encourage the hell out of them. Maybe they won't write their own stories by hand. Maybe they're not certain of how to spell every word and they want to be, but you know that they're amazing storytellers. In that situation, you can help them build that skill, strengthen that skill of storytelling by writing for them until they're ready. Or if your child is like my child and they tell stories exceptionally quickly and you have a hard time keeping up, make a video of them telling their story, then transcribe it and let them illustrate it. And if you're thinking that you don't have time for this, there are actually apps that can help. I've been playing around with Otter, and it's pretty amazing, honestly. You just record them talking, and it transcribes it, and even auto-punctuates. It's pretty fantastic. Here's another example. If your child is still requesting pull-ups to poop in, but they clearly have control over their elimination, just give them that. Trust that they'll let it go when they're ready and look for areas where they are actively working on building confidence and focus your energy there. Maybe they're trying to find the courage to talk to a new child on the playground. Maybe it's getting comfortable in a new classroom. Those are the areas where they really need your support. Focus on those and let the idea of getting them out of pull-ups go. It will happen. And it's likely that the more confident they get in other areas of their life, the more risks they take successfully, the more quickly it'll happen too. So that's really my why for sharing this. I want you to be able to recognize if this is going on for your child, to know that they're not the only one, and to have a better idea of how to support them. And now that you know why I'm sharing, I want to go a little bit deeper into my theory of why this happens. Now, you could chalk it up to to perfectionism, but I really suspect that it has less to do with needing to be perfect and more to do with needing to feel safe. Highly sensitive kids tend to have a much stronger pause to check system than their less sensitive peers. I'm borrowing that phrase from Dr. Elaine Aaron. And it means that when they enter a new situation, they tend to hold back and observe. They make sure it's really safe before they jump in. If we think about developing a new skill as a variation of entering into a new situation, we can start to see that this might just be their pause to check system at work. They want to be sure they'll be successful and avoid the embarrassment of being unsuccessful before they try pooping in the toilet. They want to be sure they won't fall and get hurt before they take those training wheels off. And They want to be sure they won't get stuck when reading aloud or have their spelling corrected when writing before they show you their skills. When I put my brain to work around this pattern that I've witnessed as an educator, a parent, and as a coach, I can come up with other explanations, but this is the one that makes the most sense to me. 
Regardless, the takeaways for you, the parent, are the same. Don't force them or rush them. It will just lead to power struggles and more resistance. And look for other areas where you can build them up and encourage them to practice taking risks. Trust them on this one and help them grow their confidence where they're already working on building their confidence. I hope that gives you something to think about as you head into this week. And I want you to know that if you're here listening, I'm already your coach. I am putting my brain to work every week to think of things that might be helpful for you to hear as you work at parenting your highly sensitive child. If you are ready to take this work deeper, just go to my website, partneredpath.com, click on coaching up at the top, and let's get a call set up. See if we're a good fit to work together. Okay? I hope you have a great week. I will catch you in the next episode. Listen, if you are enjoying this podcast, I'd appreciate it if you'd take a few minutes to leave a review. It'll help other parents find the podcast, and more importantly, it'll help more grown-ups see their kids' sensitivity as the strength it truly is.